This is the FM Gold Channel of All India Radio. In the weekly program Money Talk, now we bring you a discussion on e-commerce and data localization. The participants are TK Arun, economic analyst, and Arya Madan Mohan, journalist. Welcome, TK. As you know, yesterday Piyush Goel met the e-commerce companies representative and looking at the formalization of the e-commerce policy. So we're going to talk about that today. Just briefly, what is e-commerce? So for our listeners, many of our listeners would have actually bought things on Amazon or on Flipkart. Now this is e-commerce, where you carry out the normal transactions of buying and selling on an online platform rather than through physical channels. Now in India. we don't allow foreign direct investment in the traditional e-commerce in the sense where they hold an inventory and sell things we allow investment in what is called the marketplace model so in india amazon and flipkart basically organize a marketplace it is not amazon who is selling it is the number of merchants and vendors who are listed on amazon who are selling and they sell directly to the customers who come to the site to this marketplace to buy things so the merchants who were providing previously i think this is a new change right from about october or november last year we made it very clear otherwise people have been following the marketplace model because they find that this is actually more economical you don't have to hold inventory if you have a billion dollar worth of transactions and if you hold inventory that's a huge capital cost but if you actually look at the marketplace model as opposed to the inventory model you lose control of discounts and things don't you if you're actually the owner of the goods you have the inventory model then you could probably give progressive discounts on goods to attract further business isn't that also a part of the business see these things are actually basically a question of where you store your costs you can offer incentives to people who sell on the marketplace and they can pass it on to the consumer so beyond the point it becomes accountants game rather than actual practice because i believe i understand some of the companies we got some names here and they were basically representatives of uh, google mastercard ibm amazon ola reliance geo paytm make my trip snapdeal and infosys and they were all in the meeting yesterday so i believe i understand that some of the domestic companies were saying that it's really little bit unfair because fti is being brought in in the marketplace model but used as an inventory sort of model so they're a little bit concerned about we allow foreign direct investment in making steel uh, in making aluminum in it services in anything so what's so special about uh, e-commerce now of course every young industry infant industry deserves some protection and should get some protection but not beyond a point ultimately what is good for the consumer will actually benefit the economy as a whole if you impose a 15% import duty on steel all the downstream fabricators and those people who make things with steel their costs go up they become less competitive in the world market and the cost of the consumer goes up so who gains okay domestic steel producers gain but then at the expense of the rest of the economy similarly in e-commerce also i'm not a great fan of restricting fdi ideally fdi should be allowed in all sectors so there are pure play i mean domestic players like reliance reliance jio probably will start an e-commerce division which yes. will be a fully integrated and wholly indian with the kiriana model yes uh, kiriana is also taking place now flipkart is now majority control owned by walmart paytm which we consider to be an indian e-commerce site is majority owned by chinese investors so this is how the new nature of business is control might vest with somebody but ownership in terms of majority of capital supply might be with somebody else we have deficient in allowing differential voting right 
equity for our startups. Now Google has this kind of differential voting right equity. So what you're saying basically is that the founder has proportionately greater voting rights in his startup opposed to the amount of shares he actually holds or the capital he's brought to it because he's getting sweat equity in the venture. No, apart from sweat equity, his shares might have five voting rights whereas the equity he gives to a foreign investor might have just one voting one right. Voting right. So this will allow him to retain control even while bringing on board larger amounts of capital, which he needs to expand his business. And the reason why we probably people like Paytm had to go abroad was because they didn't have it and therefore they needed the capital and the yes. Chinese were with big pockets, so hence... Uh, yes, so differential voting rights in startups is absolutely essential. However, differential voting rights in perpetuity would vitiate the market for corporate control. A market for corporate control is an essential tool for creating competitiveness and efficiency in the market. So uh, that is one part of the thing. The other part is the e-commerce thing. And another thing that was discussed was data localization. Now, the fact is that as of now, we don't have a law on uh, data privacy or data security. Our data law remains as a draft which was submitted by the Sri Krishna Committee. That is done through the Ministry of IT. And now, the debate is on on what kind of a law we should have. There are strong grounds for supporting the demand that Indian data should be stored in India itself. We might have judicial reasons to access the data in a hurry and we should not be told that our server is down or that the communication undersea cables are broken and therefore you cannot supply the data. Now that would be intolerable. Therefore, in order to have guaranteed and swift access to the data we require, Indian data must be stored domestically. However, the other issue is should Indian data, while being stored domestically, also be allowed to be mirrored in servers abroad? In this case, there would be seamless flow of data across the Internet. Now, this many people would think is an absolutely essential, integral part of the global Internet. Only China has segmented its Internet from the rest of the world by creating its own firewall and preventing data from flowing and keeping out certain companies altogether like Google. Now, the question is, if we follow this kind of a policy which says that we will store Indian data only in India and will not allow such data to be even mirrored in servers abroad, how will this affect the business of companies like TCS, Infosys, other analytics companies who actually make large amounts of money and employ large numbers of people by processing data that belongs to foreigners? If foreigners allow their data to be processed in India by Indians, Will they continue to do that if India puts this restriction that no, we will not allow our data to go out. Now, reciprocity might be required. That is required. In my opinion, we should allow that. Now, data should be protected. That is a vital thing. This is not only for matters of personal privacy and, you know, to prevent banking fraud and financial fraud and all that. It is also a matter of strategic capability. Analyzing large amounts of data is the way artificial intelligence builds machine learning deep learning, natural language processing, big data. These are the ways through which artificial intelligence grows. These are the ways in which it is articulated. All this requires huge amounts of data. Now, our northern neighbor China, it has no restrictions on access to data by its giant data companies and analytics companies because there is no privacy law there. And whatever the government wants will happen. But that is only their own data, right? Their own data. But the data of 1.4 billion uh-huh. people. And so, there is huge amounts of data. Now, Indian companies must develop the skill to analyze data. Right now, we don't. Even if we mandate localization of data, all that will happen is that Google, Amazon Web Services, and Microsoft, cloud businesses, will set up server farms in India, and they will store the data locally. 
who will analyze the data are indian firms who have the capacity to analyze these large volumes of data or will these companies themselves analyze the data whether it is analyzed in india or in the usa or in some i mean timbuktu matters less than who does it who performs the analysis who draws the conclusions and fruits of that analysis to use that is the issue now for that it's not enough to say that we must store the data locally and we must analyze the data locally we must create build the capacity to utilize this data domestically so ckg the other point is so the minister mr goel has asked the companies to come back with written responses and issues with the draft uh, e-commerce bill within the next 10 days and then he is going to pass it on to the various the interesting thing is that the mighty that's the ministry of telecom and it and dpiit and the rbi officials are all involved in this because there's financial as well as uh, privacy laws involved etc how do you differentiate the importance of say sensitive personal data from the data that's going to dominate everything in the future which is basically machine to machine talking for instance the internet of things etc and is there a different approach for that isn't that slightly more sensitive for the iot because you might have a server sitting in some sensitive place and that might be communicating on the internet shouldn't that be somehow protected so they overlap the machine is transmitting data on say the weather or the room temperature and whether the dog is shedding that is one kind of data that machine is somehow recording your voice and or your temperature or your your bacterial infection that kind mm-hmm. of data so it depends on what kind of data is being recorded and transmitted by machine to machine communication so of course data must be protected and secured and the general standards of privacy that the european union has prescribed that should be the general data protection directive they have that is a good model for the kind of data protection that india requires so effectively it's that each individual has to give permission to the company to hold their data and that is reinforced on a regular basis something like that well that would be the ideal but hmm. that would be very difficult to implement i mean if ideally i should be the owner of all my data but then actually i am not the municipality maintains records of all births so i am the one who was born or my child is the one who was born but the municipality knows that uh, i am here this is my age and this is where my child was born because the certificate was issued so nobody is truly the sole proprietor of his or her own data now in an emergency you might breach these ownership norms and analyze the data the usa for example records every single phone conversation and holds them for a certain number of years this by itself doesn't actually constitute snooping or invasion of privacy if there is a court warrant based on solid grounds which are convincing to the judicial authority then this privacy can be breached and a particular call made at a particular time can be examined to see by human uh, yeah, inference yes to see if there is any uh, any criminality or any further uh, security implication so those kind of things will uh, will happen might happen all over the world i mean i'm talking about legal breach of privacy whereas uh, spooks will try to do things whatever they do so just a specific instance i believe the gifting process that was very active a lot of chinese companies used to use it to send material to india for imports i believe that is under some degree of not suspicion but uh, you know threat in sense that being allowed yeah yeah if somebody is using uh, that as a way of getting around uh, customs and other restrictions uh, that of course should be stopped So this is the story about the evolution of commerce e-commerce policy in India. How far do you think we are from coming up with a policy and 
what happens, won't the U.S. be very upset with us if there are retrospective as- aspects of that policy, for instance, the FTI? They already reasonably are upset with us about the trade aspects of uh, allowing Walmart to buy Flipkart and then telling them they can't do certain things. See, you must understand that in some ways we are ahead of the U.S. So, for example, in payments, today we make bank account to bank account payments using UPI, Beam or all these things. This was made possible because of the setting up of the National Payments Corporation of India in 2008, which started functioning in 2009. So it is the National Payment Corporation of India's uh, gateway, uh, switches, which are used by all these payment UPI providers to make transfer from one bank account directly to another bank account. So the money doesn't need to be stored in a separate wallet. And India's uh, IMPS, that immediate uh, payment services, services, these things started in an interconnected fashion from word go. The Chinese acquired this capability for their uh, WeChat and Ant Finance uh, payment wallets to talk to each other only last year. Whereas in the US, they are still far away. We might reach a situation today where we can dispense with credit cards, these plastic pieces altogether. Just look at this. You have a UPI interface. You have a bank account. All it requires is for your bank to give you some kind of an overdraft for the same account as well as UPI interface to function like a virtual credit card. With adjustable balances. What do you think, what should Mr. Goyal's approach, what should our approach be? Definitely for freedom of information flow on the internet in a couple of sentences. Uh, I think we should maintain and respect the integrity of the uh, global internet. At the same time, we should store data locally and we should develop domestic capacity to analyze this data and make good use of the data we store. And that is the most important thing. We today can mandate the data we stored, but unless we develop the companies that can analyze the data productively, we will lose out. So we need clusters of those companies really and they can learn from the foreign companies and then we can form our own firms and things they like that. They can't just learn from foreign companies. We must develop our own capability, which is completely new. Thank you very much. You were listening to a discussion on e-commerce and data localization. The participants were T.K. Arun, economic analyst, and Arya Madan Mohan, journalist. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. You can also listen to this program on our website, newsonair.nic.in. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks at gmail.com.